Section 20, Volume 2 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, translated by Richard Burton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Filippo Joaquin. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 2, Section 20. When it was the fifty-sixth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the Badawi gave the barley scone to Nuzat al-Zaman, and promised he would sell her to a good man like himself, she replied, Whatso thou dost is right. And about midnight, when hunger burned her, she ate a very little of that barley bread, and the Badawi ordered his party to set out. So they loaded their loads, and he mounted a camel, setting Nusat al-Zaman behind him. Then they journeyed, and ceased not journeying for three days, till they entered the city of Damascus, and alighted at the Sultan's Khan, hard by the viceroy's gate. Now she had lost her color by grief and the fatigue of such traveling, and she ceased not to weep over her misfortunes. So the Badawi came up to her and said, O thou city filth, by the right of my bonnet, if thou live not this weeping, I will sell thee to none but a Jew. Then he arose and took her by the hand and carried her to a chamber and walked off to the bazaar and he went round to the merchants who dealt in slave girls and began to parley with them, saying, I have brought a slave girl whose brother fell ill, and I sent him to my people about Jerusalem, that they might tend him till he is cured. As for her, I want to sell her, but after the dog her brother fell sick, the separation from him was grievous to her, and since then she doth nothing but weep, and now I wish that whoso is minded to buy her of me, speak softly of her, and say, Thy brother is with me in Jerusalem, ill, and I will be easy with him about the price. Then one of the merchants came up to him and asked, How old is she? He answered, She is a virgin, just come to marriageable age, and she is endowed with sense and breeding and wit and beauty and loveliness. But from the day I sent her brother to Jerusalem, her heart has been yearning for him, so that her beauty is fallen away and her value lessened. Now when the merchant heard this, he set forth with the Badawi and said, O Shaykh of the Arabs, I will go with thee and buy of thee this girl whom thou prayest so highly for wit and manners and beauty and loveliness and I will pay thee her price, but it must be upon conditions which if thou accept, I will give thee ready money, and if thou accept not, I will return her to thee. Quoth the Badawi, And thou wilt, take her up to the Sultan Sharkan, son of Omar bin al-Nu'uman, lord of Baghdad, and of the land of Khorasan, and condition me any conditions thou likest. For when thou hast brought her before King Sharkan, haply she will please him, 
and he will pay thee her price, and a good profit for thyself to boot. Rejoined the merchant, It happens that I have just now something to ask from him, and it is this that he write me an order upon the office, exempting me from custom dues, and also that he write me a letter of recommendation to his father, King Omar bin al-Numan. So if he take the girl, I will weigh thee out her price at once. I agree with thee to this condition, answered the Badawi. So they returned together to the place where Nusat al-Zaman was, and the wild Arab stood at the chamber door and called out, saying, O Najah, which was the name wherewith he had named her. When she heard him, she wept and made no answer. Then he turned to the merchant and said to him, There she sitteth. Go to her and look at her and speak to her kindly as I enjoin thee. So the trader went up to her and courteous wise and saw that she was wondrous beautiful and lovable, especially as she knew the Arabic tongue. And he said to the Badawi, if she be even as thou saidest, I shall get of the sultan what I will for her. Then he bespake her, Peace be on thee, my little maid, how art thou? She turned to him and replied, This also was registered in the book of destiny. Then she looked at him, and seeing him to be a man of respectable semblance, with a handsome face, she said to herself, I believe this one cometh to buy me. And she continued, If I hold aloof from him, I shall abide with my tyrant, and he will do me to death with beating. In any case, this person is handsome of face, and maketh me hope for better treatment from him than from my brute of a Badawi. Maybe he cometh only to hear me talk, so I will give him a fair answer. All this while her eyes were fixed on the ground. Then she raised them to him, and said in a sweet voice, And upon thee be peace, O my Lord, and Allah's mercy and his benediction. This is what is commanded of the Prophet, whom Allah bless and preserve. As for thine inquiry how I am, if thou wouldst know my case, it is such as thou wouldst not wish but to thy foe. And she held her peace. When the merchant heard what she said, his fancy took wings for delight in her, and turning to the Badawi, he asked him, What is her price? For indeed she is noble. Thereupon the Badawi waxed angry and answered, Thou wilt turn me the girl's head with this talk. Why dost thou say, that she is noble, while she is of the scum of slave girls, and of the refuse of folk, I will not sell her to thee. When the merchant heard this, he knew the man to be weak of wits, and said to him, Calm thyself, for I will buy her of thee, with these blemishes thy mentionest. And how much wilt thou give me for her? inquired the Badawi replied the merchant, Name thy price for her, 
none should name the son save his sire. Rejoined the Badawi, None shall name it but thou thyself. Quoth the merchant to himself, This wildling is a rudesby and a maggoty head. By Allah, I cannot tell her price, and she hath won my heart with her fair speech and good looks. And if she can read and write, it will be complete fair luck to her and to her purchaser. But this Badawi does not know her worth. Then he turned and said to him, O Shaykh of the Arabs, I will give thee in ready money, clear of the tax and the sultan's dues, two hundred gold pieces. Now when the Badawi heard this, he flew into a violent rage and cried to the merchant, saying, Get up and go thy way. By Allah, were thou to offer me two hundred diners for a bit of camlet she weareth, I would not sell it to thee. And now I will not sell her, but will keep her by me to pasture the camels and grind my grist. Then he cried out to her, saying, Come here, thou stinker, I will not sell thee. Then he turned to the merchant and said to him, I used to think thee a man of judgment, but by the right of my bonnet, if thou be gone not from me, I will let thee hear what shall not please thee. Quoth the merchant to himself, Of a truth, this Badawi is mad, and knoweth not her value, and I will say no more to him about her price at the present time. For by Allah, were he a man of sense, he would not say, By the right of my bonnet, by the Almighty, she is worth the kingdom of the Kosroas, and I have not her price by me. But if he asked even more, I will give him what he will, though it be all my goods. Then he turned and said to him, O Shaykh of the Arabs, take patience and calm thyself, and tell me what clothes she has with thee, cried the Badawi. And what hath the baggage to do with clothes? By Allah, this camlet in which she is wrapped is ample for her. With thy leave, said the merchant, I will unveil her face and examine her even as folk examine slave girls whom they think of buying. Replied the other, Up and do what thou wilt, and Allah keep thy youth. Examine her outside and inside, and if thou wilt, strip off her clothes, and look at her when she is naked. Quoth the trader, Allah forfend, I will look at naught save her face. Then he went up to her, and was put to shame by her beauty and loveliness. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the fifty-seventh night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the merchant went up to Nusrat al-Zaman and was put to shame by her beauty and loveliness. So he sat by her side and asked her, O my mistress, what is thy name? She answered, Dost thou ask what is my name this day or what it was before this day? 
Thereupon the merchant inquired, Hast thou then two names, Today's and yesterday's? Yes, replied she, My name in the past was Nuzhat al-Zaman, The delight of the age, But my name at this present is Kusat al-Zaman, The despite of the age. When the merchant heard this, His eyes brimmed over with tears, And quoth he to her, Hast thou not a sick brother? I, by Allah, O my Lord, I have, quoth she. But fortune hath parted me and him, And he lieth sick in Jerusalem. The merchant's head was confounded At the sweetness of her speech, And he said to himself, Verily, the Badawi spake the truth of her. Then she called to mind her brother and his sickness, and his strangerhood, and her separation from him in his hour of weakness, and her not knowing what had befallen him. And she thought of all that had happened to her with the Badawi, and of her severance from her mother and father and native land. And the tears coursed down her cheeks, and fast as they started, they dropped. Then she began reciting, Allah, where'er thou be, his aid impart to thee, who distant dwellest in my heart. Allah, be near thee, how so far thou fare. Ward off all shifts of time, all dangers thwart. Mine eyes are desolate for thy vanished sight, and start my tears saw me how fast they start. Would heaven I kenned, what quarter or what land homes thee, and in what house and tribe thou art, and fount of life thou drain in greeneth of rose, while drink I tears drops for my soul desert? And thou joy slumber in those hours, when I peel twixt my side and couch coals burning smart. All things were easy, save to part from thee, for my sad heart, this grief is hard to dree. When the merchant heard her verses, he wept, and put out his hand to wipe away the tears from her cheeks. But she let down her veil over her face, saying, Heaven forbid, O my Lord. Then the Badawi, who was sitting at a little distance watching them, saw her cover her face from the merchant while about to wipe the tears from her cheeks and he concluded that she would have hindered him from handling her so he rose and running to her dealt her with a camel's halter he had in his hand such a blow on the shoulders that she fell onto the ground on her face her eyebrow struck a stone which cut it open, and the blood streamed down her cheeks, whereupon she screamed a loud scream, and felt faint, and wept bitterly. The merchant was moved to tears for her, and said in himself, There is no help for it, but that I buy this damsel, though at her weight in gold, and free her from this tyrant. And he began to revel the Badawi, whilst the Nusat al-Zaman lay insensible. When she came to herself, 
she wiped away the tears and blood from her face, and she bound up her head. Then, raising her glance to heaven, she besought her Lord with a sorrowful heart, and began repeating, And pity one who earnest in honor throve, and now is fallen into sore disgrace. She weeps and baths her cheeks with railing tears, and asks, what cure can meet this fatal case? When she had ended her verse, she turned to the merchant and said in an undertone, By the Almighty, do not leave me with the tyrant who knoweth not Allah the Most High. If I pass this night in his place, I shall kill myself with my own end. Save me from him, so Allah save thee from Gehenna fire. Then quoth the merchant to the Badawi, O Shaykh of the Arabs, this slave is none of thine affair, so do thou sell her to me for what thou wilt. Take her, quoth the Badawi, and pay me down her price, or I will carry her back to the camp, and there set her to feed the camels, and gather thy dung. Said the merchant, I will give thee fifty thousand dinars for her, Allah will open, replied the Badawi. Seventy thousand, said the merchant. Allah will open, repeated the Badawi. This is not the capital spent upon her, for she hath eaten with me barley bread to the value of ninety thousand gold pieces. The merchant rejoined, Thou and thine and all thy tribe in the length of your lives have not eaten a thousand ducats worth of barley. But I will say thee one word, wherewith, if thou be not satisfied, I will set the viceroy of Damascus on thee, and he will take her from thee by force. The Badawi continued, Say on. An hundred thousand, quoth the merchant. I have sold her to thee at that price, answered the Badawi. I shall be able to buy salt with her. The merchant laughed, and going to his lodgings, brought the money and put it into the hand of the Badawi, who took it and made off, saying to himself, Needs must I go to Jerusalem, where, haply, I shall happen on her brother, and I will bring him here and sell him also. So he mounted, and journeyed till he arrived at Jerusalem, where he went to the Khan, and asked for Zaw al-Makan, but could not find him. Such was the case with him, but for what regards the merchant and Nusat al-Zaman, when he took her, he threw some of his clothes over her, and carried her to his lodgings. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. End of section 20 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 2 Recording by Filippo Joachim